Attitudable opens the door to a new world of people transforming lives and the way we do business. Today, I'm delighted to have with us in our conversation, Giuseppe Figliano. Giuseppe is an entrepreneurial manager with more than 15 years of international experience in marketing and communication services. He is the CEO of Wunderman Thompson. Welcome to our podcast, Giuseppe. Thank you, Dolores. Thanks a lot. It's, it's absolutely a pleasure. a pleasure to have you here today. If you would like to introduce yourself uh, more, I just say briefly <laughs> what you are doing yep. right now. Well, uh, yes, I am the CEO of Wonderman Thompson, uh, Italy. Uh, Wonderman Thompson is a global marketing and communication company. It's part of WPP Group, which is the largest uh, holding in marketing and communication services in the world. Uh, we have 200 offices all over the world. I run the Italian office, so I'm constantly in contact with my colleagues from different countries, and it's, uh, it's very enriching as an experience, and, and I really like this job. Beside this, um, 15 years ago, more or less, actually almost 20, oh my God, uh, I <laughs> earned fly. a PhD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I earned a PhD in marketing and economics. Uh, so marketing is my life. And uh, three years ago, more or less, I had the incredible chance to meet uh, Professor Philip Kotler. Uh, which, as you can imagine, is like a sort of an idol for me. Mm -hmm. uh, we spent some time together. We realized how much we were aligned. He was curious about my point of view on a number of topics, and we ended up writing a book together. The title of the book is Retail 4.0, 10 Guiding Principles for the Digital Age. And we are actually um, working on another book right now, Will wow. be, it will be published in uh, April in Italian and then in some other languages, including Spanish, of course, uh, wow. over the course of 2021-2022. Uh, this one will be focused on fashion. So the title will be On Life Fashion. So in this case, the wow. focus is on this blurring lines between online and offline. And that's why we use this word on life. And it will be about uh, the, the fashion industry and how much it changed uh, over That's the last few years. Yes, yeah. over last year, no? It was like a game changer for all of us, a unique moment in history that changed the way we perceive everything, right? Correct. That's exactly what we talk about. Great. So we will, we will be waiting for that. <laughs> and your book that's already published, Retail 4.0, it's also in Spanish. Uh, yeah. So for the people who cannot read in English or in Italian, they can have it in Spanish. And tell us about it, because I, I had also the um, possibility of watching Philip Kotler in the E-World Marketing Summit last year in December, as we talked. Yeah. And he's... Uh, well, a very experienced, of course, person, but very active and very uh, like if he were, I don't know, 40 years, not the age that he has. I mean, I hope. Yeah, he's 50 he's... years older than me, actually. I'm 40, <laughs> he's 90. Yeah. Already 90. Wow. Yeah, this yes. year, this year. He will turn Maybe 90 in May. 
Yeah, well, grandfather, oh, your actually. grandfather, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. your grandfather. Exactly, wow. exactly, exactly. And yeah. he's still active in business. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, two days ago, we had this, uh, this uh, email exchange and he was upset because one of the chapters that they sent, it wasn't exactly like he expected. <laughs> so he sent me an email saying, uh, uh, I started writing in red uh, in a couple of, you know, parts of the chapter because I wasn't uh, aligned with you. I don't like what you say there. Call me. We should talk about that. So he's super active. Wow. And, and, and when he's not with you on something, he calls you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, he's, and of course, he's that. very opinionated on a number of topics. So it's, uh, but in, wow. in the majority of cases, the, the discussions uh, between the two of us are around uh, digital and physical uh, and how digital is changing the world because you know in some cases he's very curious so he asks questions but then sometimes when I explain things to him or maybe a startup or a new technology or artificial intelligence or things like that he listen very very carefully and then at some point say okay nothing new it was exactly like in the past but with a different tool and he's right wow. I mean, we, we ended up writing in the book something like digital is everything, but not everything is digital, which is exactly the essence of things. Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's very active. Wow. Yes, in fact, artificial intelligence was like found in 1950, I think, isn't it? And we are absolutely. like right now like saying well it's like the new the new word or the new issue that we have to face and in fact it has its ears yeah. already great it's more accessible than in the past is cheaper than in the past is more um, you know everybody knows what it is because you know we have siri in our iphone or the equivalent in other smartphones uh, I, I do not like the concept uh, I tend to disagree with the idea that uh, something artificial can be intelligent. Mm. Uh, I think human beings are intelligent. So uh, I like this idea that, uh, uh, you know, AI should mean authentic intelligence more than artificial intelligence. Authentic intelligence means human beings and human beings should take care of technology. It's like, uh, like with the ships, right? When, when you take the ships around, that's exactly what human beings should do with artificial intelligence because it's artificial, artificial it, is, it is not intelligent. And that's exactly the point, I guess. Uh, the fact that something, let's say a tool or a smartphone or a computer can do very, you know, complex things uh, including dangerous things and uh, even though it has this ability it is not intelligent at all it is something scaring if you know what i mean so it is actually technically not intelligent not able to understand what he's doing or he or she's doing depending on what you want to refer mm -hmm. to the computer so it doesn't understand why it does things but you know, somebody decided how to, you know, program the thing. So I don't like the concept, but still, of course, we, we're talking about something very disruptive and it's changing the rules of the games in a number, uh, number of industries. So absolutely, absolutely. Sure. And very also relevant. in marketing, no? Marketing yeah. changed a lot from yeah. the traditional marketing that we used to study, 
I don't know, 30 yep. years ago? Well, you were very young, but <laughs> 20 years ago, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> Well, well, if you want, uh, if we go back to the four Ps, uh, yeah. it's like it's, it's still about the, the product or the service. It's still about the price. It's still about the, the place and the promotion. Uh, what it changed is the way you develop a new product or a new service. So it's less the gut feeling of a creative guy or the instinct of an entrepreneur. And it's more about uh, let's focus on the customer journey Let's see if there is any need or desire uh, which is not served in the right way or in a suboptimal way. And let's develop a service around that and let's build a company around that and let's find what is the right uh, business model for that so the right price. Uh, let's try to understand what is the best way to sell it. It can be online, offline, on social media, both, everything, everywhere. And then it's about how to promote that service on the specific audience. So it's still about the four Ps, but you know, digital changed totally, completely what, what we think about that, the way we think of those things. Yeah, sure. And also, you also talked about on, on your book and also on your talks, your different uh, speaking um, experiences, about the customer experience, how yeah. we as marketing, as you as the marketing expert has to, I don't know, transform the way the client perceives uh, your product or your service. Can you yeah. tell us about that? How sure, can we sure. do it like well, a good? In, I guess the starting point is in the past, uh, companies used to focus exclusively on the let's say the, the first couple of steps uh, of the value chain so let's ensure we have the right sourcing for the rough materials let's ensure we can build the right factory to create the best product let's ensure that we can scale so we have many factories and we have economies of scale and so on and so forth So it was about focusing on what you do and let's, you know, the rest will come. That was more or less, mm -hmm. I'm simplifying, but this was more or less the idea. So let's focus on the product or what we do. Mm -hmm. and, and the rest is, will follow, let's say. Today, um, the source of value creation is definitely shifting downstream. So, yes, of course, you have to have a great product or a great service, but people tend to take it for granted. Of course, you have a great app, a great service, a great product, of course. Otherwise, in such a, you know, fragmented and very, uh, you know, saturated market, you won't have a business. So, of course, you have a great product or a sufficient product in many cases, but still, you know, something relevant for someone. Sure. Where you make the difference is downstream. So it is marketing, if you want. It is uh, how you market your product, which is what marketing stands for, right? So today, the source of value is shifting downstream from the you know rough material in the product all the way down to the customer experience. How do you create a customer experience today? wrapping up around the product something more, which is called the customer experience, the certification of your product. Mm -hmm. So 
what you build around what you sell in order for people to have something more than the simple thing, the simple product. It can be an experience, again, it can be um, a great service that you build around, it can be an ecosystem of services. So many companies are like building this sort of platforms with you know all other services uh, around so that they create a value proposition that is actually larger than the one that they really have if you want it is something that we learned from uber or airbnb right mm -hmm. uber is the largest taxi company in the world but they don't own any taxi so they basically create value mm -hmm. building a platform or an ecosystem where all the partners are bringing value through the ecosystem. So it's like um, it's like um, a platform, if you want. It's like a, a middleman, if you want, mm -hmm. a new middleman compared to the past. But they leverage third-party assets to create value for the final user, the end customer. I guess traditional companies, established companies, should learn from that focus on the customer experience, take the product for granted. I'm not saying that the product is not important. Of course, mm -hmm. the product is, is you know, it's paramount. Mm -hmm. But people tend to take it for granted because a number of startups are entering the marketing, the market. They focus on the customer experience and they just don't care about the product. They don't even have the product. Mm -hmm. They start with the customer experience and then they find someone to do the great product, right? So this is a totally different mindset and we should deal with that. Oh, great. And also the, the 10 rules that you mentioned and you uh, unfold in your book. I was like curious, the first one, like being invisible. What do you mean by being like invisible in this world nowadays? Yeah. How can we manage that? Uh, well, being visible, uh, there is this quote that I really like related to being visible. And the quote says, technology is like a joke. If you have to explain it, then it's not that good. <laughs> and, and I guess this is the essence of the of the rule. Uh, and basically, what we say is that uh, you know digital technology, which is you know AI, uh, IoT, and uh, you know Machines, VR, yeah. machine learning, all those things are tools. People are absolutely open to experiment with them as long as they bring value to their lives. If the value they bring is higher than the learning curve that they have to afford in order to get the value, then it will be great and it will be totally invisible. So the more technology is invisible, the more people will be in love with the value created by that innovation. So for example, when you turn on the light, you just click the button and you get the magic. That's invisible. You don't care about what's going on in the wall and the cables and everything. You don't have to learn. And that's the essence of that rule. But if you want, it is exactly the essence of internet, right? So in the past, we were used to, when you buy the product, you have to read the, the, the playbook and understand how to use <laughs> something and click the buttons and blah, blah, blah. Today, it's like a video game, right? You start playing and you learn by doing. So when you, when you buy the new phone, you just turn it on and you use it. That's invisible. But every time that we ask people to you know, scan the QR code, download the app, 
uh, you know, log in, give me your credit card, and then you will have a coupon and you have to print the coupon and bring the coupon somewhere. That's not a business. We are- I got lost. People will kill us, you know, if we keep doing that. We have to simplify their lives. That's invisible. You are like the magician. You make it happen yeah, exactly. without the, your <laughs> make client it disappear. knowing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, exactly. it appears exactly. something happened. Yes. Exactly. And also, I also love, and you're always quoting on your Instagram account, like the, the one of being human, like we were talking about yeah. nowadays with all these uh, social uh, interaction that we have with machines, because I'm not uh, luckily having a coffee with you or a glass of wine <laughs> for the conversation, but we are, you know, through a screen. How do you yeah. be human or try to be or interact with humans in nowadays in this world that changed yeah. so much? That's a great point. That's a great question. It is something I, I keep thinking of and discussing with, with Philip Kotler mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, it is very clear which are the digital skills that we as human beings should develop in order mm -hmm. to deal with, with, with these things, with these machines, right? So we know exactly that we have to, uh, you know, understand how to use a keyboard and how to use internet and how to deal with all these uh, Teams, Zoom and all these platforms. Yeah. That's the digital skills we have to develop in order to survive in this world. That's clear. What is not clear is how to bring how to translate the typical human skills in the digital ecosystem. I'll give you an example. Let's say I am a professor and I'm great. I'm very empathetic. All the students are in love with me. What I do is I transfer the knowledge. I interact with the audience. I can feel the audience. I can see if they are sleeping, if they are checking mm -hmm. the phone. And then I, I, when I realize that, I can say, hey, you, tell me more about what I just said. Or what do you okay, think about yeah. what I just said? You know, you, you can be there and understand and be empathetic. And let's say you're great and you have a lot of experience. Now, let's assume that due to the pandemic or due to the fact mm -hmm. that after the pandemic, the world has changed, part of your classes in the future will be through a screen. How can you bring that experience? How can you be empathetic? How can you check and understand the audience and, and, and make a break or make a, a joke because you realize that the attention is going down? Can you really do that when you, are, when you have this mosaic with all the little uh, squares with all the faces? Can you understand that? I guess the answer is no. So the real question to me is... Uh, which are the skills that we should develop, not the digital skills, but the human skills that we should develop in order to be successful as human beings and to, and to keep our value in a digital world where you have this uh, screens in the middle and this digital interface? That's a great question. And, and frankly, I don't have the answer. So what I try to do, I try to do exactly what they do in the real world. So as you can see, <laughs> apart from the fact that I'm Italian, so I play with my hands, but I try to speak exactly like I do in the real world. And hopefully people on the other end will see that I'm putting a lot of passion <laughs> in what I do. So I really hope that this works. Yes. But actually I have no idea. I'm just trying, you know, it's learning by doing. Yes. 
Yes, you transcend the, the screen by the way you talk and the way you, you look and the way, uh, as you say, you move your hands. You are very natural and spontaneous. I think the, the tone of your voice, how you move, I mean, it's not a, like a monotonous, okay, hello, <laughs> like, no, and you keep it as, you know, you were talking before of this new, uh, the clubhouse or new platforms yeah. that are appearing, how the audio or the voice transports you to like a room with a lot of people and you can feel like a, not not at home but in a good place like you are sharing nice uh, gathering so i think yeah. the voice like having is dinner powerful. with friends yeah. yes yeah. it will come time will come <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah sure. so as uh, your your advice will be to be like um to be you like to be as you are and behave the way you you feel like Even in this case, I think there is no playbook. Nobody has the answer. So what we try mm -hmm. to say is, uh, yes, of course, we have to develop the right digital skills, but humans are still the killer app. So the more mm -hmm. technology progresses, the more we should leverage technology. We should uh, let technology help, help us because we need that. You know, mm -hmm. Computers are great when it comes to computational power, And when it comes to uh, foresee something or to forecast something, because they play with data, they're better than humans. But once you have the right message, once you have the right audience, once you are able to deliver that specific message to the right people in the right moment, you have to tell something to these people, right? So creativity and empathy and, and passion And uh, the ability to deal with uncertainty into ambiguity, these are human skills. And uh, I really think to so be human is about how to focus on those skills that make us human and how to translate those skills in a digital world. Um, we don't have exactly the answer. We try, you know, this are more like guiding principles, right? So it's not about yes. we tell you what you should do or what you must do. It's more like this is the benchmark. This is what's going on. This is what people expect. Why don't you try to ask the right questions so that you can start, you know, it, it's been said, Einstein said that the only way to overcome your limits is or to go beyond your limits is to understand them, is to know them. So I guess we should understand our limits Technology is better than us in a number of things. Let's do that with technology. Mm -hmm. Let's let technology help us. But then once we understand that, let's focus on what we are better at and let's focus on that so that we can enhance our uh, human touch when it comes to dealing with technology. That's more or less what Be Human is about. Yes, awesome. I, I, I really believe that's the... I agree with you. I think that's the way we have to, to concentrate and move forward nowadays and in the years to come. <laughs> yeah. So great. Giuseppe, and what advice would you give us as a marketing expert for this new 2021 with all the uncertainties and the not very clear future ahead of us to like be more... You'd already talked about a lot, well, but to be more concentrated and just to de de deliver better our services, to have a 
better or the same to maintain our clients' uh, relationships, our works? What do you think? I guess it's more than that. Um, you know, the, the, before the pandemic, somebody said that the word was, was VUCA, which means volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And it was said way before the pandemic. Um, my point is that the pandemic accelerated this VUCA, so this volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity which means that, uh, frankly speaking, we have no idea what the world will look like. I mean, number of things changed. Um, So more than focusing on your product or the client or the marketing or the logistics, considering that uh, the number one priority of everyone will be to survive as a company, right? As a, Mm -hmm. you know, there will be the recession, uh, many sales were lost and so on and so forth. So I guess that will be the priority. So I will focus, so that's my advice, my my suggestion, I would focus on the right attitude, the right mindset, uh, um, more than physical things or individual things. And the right mindset to me is um, the so-called anti-fragile mindset. What, what do we mean by that? So the, the concept was created and coined and popularized by an author uh, called Nassib Taleb in a book called Antifragility. So here is the idea. Uh, when there's a shock, you have three options as a human being or as a company. Option one, you don't succeed. You can't cope with that you are not able to maintain the functionality of your system. You can't deal with that. It's Mm. too strong. The shock is huge and you cannot reinvent yourself. In that case, you're fragile. And that's the curve going down. Fragility. You don't succeed. So it it can be a company that fades. It can be a restaurant that uh, doesn't convert to the delivery service. Mm. It can be whatever. But you're fragile. You don't react. You're not able to react. Option B. You react, you actually don't know what to do, but to try, you try to reinvent yourself every day. You try to cope with the situation. So in that case, you are resilient because you maintain the functionality of the system no matter what. You reinvent, you improvise, you create things, you learn by doing. And then there is a third option, which is related to the right mindset that you should have in that situation when there is a shock like a pandemic. And it's called anti-fragility, which is basically the opposite of fragility. So fragility is down, resilience is horizontal, anti-fragility goes up. And the idea is that you have to thrive in chaos. You have to find a way to get the most out of a crisis. Let me give you an example. There's a little bar right there in front of my place. So I went down uh, for a coffee during the lockdown. And of course, it was closed. But instead of, you know, closing the doors, he built a little, you know, he put a little table in front of the door so you could actually go there. You could ask for your cafe espresso. And (laughs) the guy, you know, he had the bar there. So, you know, he comes and brings you the the little uh, paper glass with with the espresso. It's not the same. We know it. But still, you can get your coffee. So... 
he, he kept doing that for a while. And then a few weeks ago, I asked the guy, are you happy that now you can go back to your bar and you can have the, the regular cup and everything? It was like, yes, but I've learned something that even though people, many people like to enter the bar and take some time to drink the coffee, there is anyway, some people, some, you know, part of you know, percentage of my clients, they're still, they still like this idea that they can grab to go. So I realized that I want to have a little window in, right there in the bar mm. so that I can serve at the bar, but I can also serve those people who are in a rush, who are late, who just want to grab the coffee. That's thriving in chaos, right? So you learn from the bad situation something, and he, and he said, let's try to innovate. Let's try to change. So he's not going back to the past, right? It's like learning from the situation and creating something new. He will be a new business model, if you want, a new revenue mm. stream from the grub to go that he didn't have before. That's anti-fragility and that's the right mindset. So my suggestion would be to focus on every single thing we're doing now to react to the situation and try to see if some of those things we can bring them with us in the, in the new normal at some point and what we can learn from that so that we can, when we start with that normal, uh, <laughs> the new normal, we won't be the same as before. We will be better than before. That's, that's my advice. I know it's simpler said than done, but that's the right that mindset. Is clear, yes. All of us will be transformed, but be transformed for the better, as you said, to thrive and to Hopefully. learn, learn the lesson. <laughs> well, thanks exactly. a lot, Giuseppe. You are a very attitudable entrepreneur and expert because you have the, your attitude that distinguishes you and your ability and capability to make it happen. You are like a marketing magician. <laughs> so thanks a lot for your time. We look forward to you. reading your next book. <laughs> and where can people follow you? Your social media? Well, is LinkedIn the is the, yeah, LinkedIn is the best. LinkedIn is something that I use on a daily basis, actually many times a day. So mm -hmm. I like to use it as a, as a reader so i check many things yeah. i discover new things but i also tend to create contents on a daily basis or maybe every couple of days either i share my thoughts or i share what i found interesting somewhere else so linkedin is definitely the Perfect. number one uh, platform for me i i will uh, write down your your social media and also the place to buy your book online like a kindle version no it can be read every yeah. everywhere yeah. all over the world <laughs> thanks course, a lot giuseppe course. it thank was you. a real pleasure talk to you My with pleasure. your next book <laughs> in some months thank you very much thank, thank you. you thank you bye-bye if you enjoyed this conversation please rate and share a review remember to subscribe and share with your friends Thanks for listening. Communicate and be attitudable.